I confess, as I said on a podcast several weeks ago, Dungeons and Dragons is a serious gap in my nerd foo. So tonight, for the first time, I am going to, with the help of Chad Yarish and Doug Harvey, I'm going to have my Dungeons and Dragons cherry popped. But there's some good news about this, right, Chad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you've had your Dungeons and Dragons cherry popped, you're still a virgin. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 16th year, number 803, RSE D&D One-Shot. night off in Reston, Virginia last week between our 8th and ninth performances of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, Chad Yarish served as the dungeon master for a Dungeons and Dragons campaign for me and our other actor, the title character in Hamlet's Big Adventure, Doug Harvey. It was my first D&D campaign, and I recorded the whole two-hour thing. Um, but fortunately for you, I have edited out all the mindless questions, mostly from me, into this relatively brief, for D&D anyway, but still very long for an RSE podcast, one-hour one-shot. This could well be our longest episode ever. Good luck and Godspeed. I'll see you on the other side. So this was just the preliminary. The game has not begun yet. Is it even called a game? That's one Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Okay. It's um, commonly referred to as tabletop role-playing games. Okay. Uh, RPG. Got it. Um, so yeah, this is. And but it's also a, an immersive storytelling and improvisational exercise, Ooh. which. Um, Theoretically, is something I should be good at and comfortable with. Really, yeah, that yeah. seems right in your wheelhouse. It really does. Um, but you have reduced a typical D and D session for this special occasion, correct? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we are going to be doing the very famous Curse of Strahd. Oh, I've heard of the Curse of Strahd. That old Strahd. Yeah, Strahd von Zarovich, the evil vampire that lives and. Rules over the town of Barovia, and uh, we're the book is about an inch thick. Right. We're going to try and get through all of that in about an hour. Godspeed to all of I, us. I didn't read the memo before this. <laughs> like, is there is there a Reader's Digest version of that book available? No, and I have not put on any sort of costume. Am I doing it wrong so far? Well, I mean, we did travel a long way, um, yeah. and all of our costume stuff is at the theater Fair. right now. So. All right. We're working on a limited budget with limited access to stuff. So we can the, imagine ourselves uh, as these characters, right? This is a reduced uh, uh, D&D um, game. That mm-hmm. seems wrong. A session? Session game? Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. It's a, re- it's a re- campaign. It's, that's what it is. It's a reduced uh, D&D campaign that you have prepared for us. All right. Prepared is uh, <laughs> very loose. I've read over the material, and I have an idea of what's going to happen. But but you are you, but you're an experienced DM. See, I you know that much. A dungeon master, are you I not? I am. Uh, I run one game. Uh, I've been running for a couple of years. Actually, as soon as the pandemic started, run other games before. Um, I have uh, part of a sometimes employee for a company that does corporate mm. gaming stuff. Mm. 
Um, and we also, we stream, live stream that, the people involved in that live stream uh, every Tuesday night out into the world in general. So you can come check us out there. All right. Interested. All right. Well, I will keep this microphone going and let's see how we do. Okay. Sounds good. Everybody ready? You I've got my medicine bottle full of, um, wait, these are four-sided. No, no, some of these are many-sided dice. Yes, okay. this is, you have the classic set of uh, seven dice. Okay. Uh, so those are the dice we will be working with. Um, the 20 mostly. And should we announce who our characters are? Uh, please do, yes. Oh, well, I, I, the, I have created my first D&D uh, uh, &D character. He is a, 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 a sage or a bard, I guess. Uh, the bard is the class. I'm, okay. And the sage is your background. Okay. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a sage of the bard class, and my name is Augustine the Bard of Amway upon Thames. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for that courtesy laugh, Doug Harvey. Well, I'm just laughing because I didn't uh, come up with a uh, place that my character is from just yet. I'm still figuring out what weapons I have. <laughs> <laughs> and also for boyish charm, yeah. devilish wit. <laughs> Those are your weapons, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, for those listening at home, we're playing the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. So, sorry, Doug, what was your character's name? Well, uh, it's not as illustrious as Austin's, but. Uh, well, they can't all be. I mean, I, uh, I'm Cosmo. I'm a rock gnome rogue uh, with a heart of gold. I, I am a thief, but uh, I'm stealing for good purpose. Of course you are. Yeah. All right. All right. Now I'm going. I am going to start this in a slightly unorthodox way. Um, if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons, you know that usually it starts in a tavern or a bar. That's uh -huh. like the, the quintessential, ah yes, well, you're surrounded by strangers in a tavern. Mm -hmm. Hello, what is your name? And that's how parties are formed. Okay. Uh, however, and alliances are forged. Yes, exactly. Got it. Uh, we are actually going to start right here in this hotel. <laughs> okay. Where you, Austin, yes. and you, Doug, have arrived in Reston yes. with the rest of your small reduced company cadre mm -hmm. to do Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel. Got it. And so this is very meta. Very meta. And uh, you awake a couple of days before you're due to go perform, and there is a note slipped under each of your doors. Right. And it's written in very fine vello paper. It's sealed with a dark red wax mm. that has a stylized S on it. Mm. And it reads, Greetings. I have heard many positive things of your band of performers and wish to experience your greatness for myself. I invite you to join me at my private residence for a command performance. Travel and accommodations shall be arranged. Should... The tales of your prowess not be exaggerated. You shall be well compensated for your time. I know this may seem a bit odd, and perhaps you doubt the sincerity of this missive. To ensure you that I will... To ensure that you will take my invitation seriously, I have provided some insurance against your refusal. I have captured the one called Chad of Yarish. Uh -oh. He is currently a guest at my estate, and will remain so until I have until you have acquiesced to my request. He is currently in no danger, but I must admit that I cannot predict how long he will remain so. Your prompt consent to my invitation will surely be to your net benefit. 
When you are ready to depart, simply walk outside the front door of this establishment and clap thrice. My steward will meet you and bring you to me. Yours in good faith, S. Well, that's a, that's a very important detail that, that Chad is being held captive because typically the bards of uh, Amway upon Thames are pay or play, regardless of whether you find the, uh, our reputation well-deserved or not. <laughs> um, but if we're, if we're performing to save Chad, then I'm in for absolute. Well, I'm just worried now if I could step out of character for a moment uh, that what if we just, what if we don't make it? What if Chad just dies? Are we, this is... Wow. Now it's it, a mystery. It took a turn. It, it <laughs> took a turn early in the game. Well, I'm, I'm in. I'm in, too. All right. Um, Wait, thrice is three times, right? Yeah. I did that right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm in, too. <laughs> well, so, you're currently still Doug. However, oh. and you're currently still Austin. Okay. However, um, you go outside of the hotel, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's a nice day, um, but you clap three times, and all of a sudden, this very heavy... Fog descends, and your ability your ability to see is limited to about five feet in front of you. Mm -hmm. And out of this fog, um, you hear kind of a clop scrape, clop scrape, clop scrape. And a form appears before you, sort of lopsided and misshapen, greeting the master. I have come to collect you, my master. Very excited to meet you. Please, walk this way. <laughs> if I could walk that way, I wouldn't need to tell them. <laughs> Very droll, sir. Thank you. Um, so you follow Igor off into the mist, and um, as you're going, you, you, you start to feel sort of tingly like something there's some sort of change is coming over you and as you're walking along the the ground you're walking on pavement but then it gives way to um soft muddy track and um as you're like kind of looking around looking at each other you notice that like your forms are changing that uh, your clothing is traveling back in time <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it when Doug, that um, I mean, <laughs> he he starts getting shorter. <laughs> Doug starts getting shorter. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any inches to give here. <laughs> uh, Next, you're gonna say I get heavier. People listening are going, I don't ever want to have Austin in one of my games again. What an obnoxious son of a bitch. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm here for. <laughs> um, no, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you do, you get younger. Oh. Um, I can only get younger. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling back in time um, through the, the power of this magical realm. And then as you're walking along and you're sort of discovering this thing about each other and yourselves, uh, your footfalls now, there's a wooden like you're walking on wooden planks and you can hear running water and looking to your left and your right there are um, railings the little stone towers that are carved into gargoyles with rough hewn wooden beams between them and you move forward and s sort of out of the mist you see the shadows of ghosts of buildings starting to appear and you can see uh, something of a town, but the villity is still pretty low, 
that you can't make out a lot about it. And um, as you're approaching the town, you get over this bridge, and there's sort of a, a wide clearing before the buildings proper start to populate the area. And off to one side, there's a circle of what was once brightly colored wagons uh, in sort of a, a, a tinker's caravan sort of thing. Um, and there's uh, sort of a, you hear a door slam open, and this old woman comes out of one of the, the caravan um, carts. She's like, you, it's you. She rec she's recognizes us. They are, you are the, the ones, the, the traveling group that the Count has captured one of your party. Indeed, that's right. At your service, ma'am. I am Madame Zara. Please, come. I give you reading. Perhaps I help you on your way. Excellent. Thank you, Madame Zara. Uh, <clears throat> so, and at any time that we're going through this, any of these characters that pop up, feel free to ask questions or whatever. Try and <laughs> figure out what the hell is going right. on. I'm just enjoying the story you're telling, but all right, yeah. go ahead. Uh, so she brings you inside. She says, the Count, he is, well, he is responsible for all of this mist. He is responsible for the degradation of this place. Is his name Smog? Count Smog? Starts with an S, right? Mm, yes. No, it's not, but it does. So you're, you're part right. You're real good. No, he is Strahd. Strahd! Oh, of course. Strahd von Zarevich. Do you know the legend of Strahd? Do not. Long ago, he had come to this place. He was a general, leader of men and armies. And he built the castle up, a, up atop the hill. And he brought his family here to live with him. His mother died in the travel. It was quite tragic. But his brother stayed with him for a time. Now, there was a girl in the town that they were both madly in love with. But the girl married Strahd's younger brother. And that drove Strahd into a jealous rage. So he killed his brother, Sergei. And then he chased the woman, Ileana. No, Katerina, that was her name. Ileana was the other one. And Sergei's nickname was Todd. So he was Todd Strahd. Is that right? No, Strahd is the first name. Oh, Strahd is the first name? Yeah, Sergei Str Strahd Sergei. No, it was Sergei Strahd von Zarevich and Sergei von Zarevich. Got it. But Todd Strahd was in love with the broad. And abandoned by God. You have strange ways of speaking in this place you come from. Odd. We have odd ways of speaking. <laughs> this is never going to take a fucking hour eh? <laughs> not if I keep interrupting <laughs> alright so in the Curse of Strahd there's this whole thing where Madame Zara does this card reading which I am now describing to the audience so they're like what the hell are those sounds okay. um, so let's see eight of spades seven of diamonds four of clubs and then, the Jack of Spades, and the King of Spades. Oh. And Madame Zara begins to tell you. Now, 
these three, the first ones I laid down, they signify different things. The Tome of Strahd. This is Strahd's personal diary. It is full of a lot of fanfic and really bad poetry and <laughs> some pretty embarrassing thoughts about him, about himself. He would not want this to get out. He would not. Okay, got it. So if you find that, you will have sway over him. I see a throne fit for a king. In our cards? In this card here, yes. In the eight of spades. The holy symbol of ravenkind. What you seek lies at the crossroads of life and death among the buried dead. A third is the sun sword, a very powerful weapon. Mm. That is the four of the clubs. I see a fallen house guarded by a great stone dragon. Look to its highest peak. When do well, we do something? This is all the setup. We're, we're getting... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't missed a cue yet, have I? <laughs> no. Uh, go ahead and roll me a d20 and add your intelligence modifier. Uh, a d20. And that would be that one? Yeah, that's most wrong. And add my intelligence modifier. Multiplier. So a 13. <laughs> no, not multiplying. Uh, uh, so 13 and then your... Plus, t- plus one? Yes. So 14. I've got a 22. All right. So... You noticed, uh, as you were walking in amongst the, the shrouded buildings of the town, there was, like, one tall one off in the distance that looked like it was shaped like a big dragon on top of a, a building. That would seem to be the place with the sun sword. And then, uh, let's see. Number four, the jack of spades. Ah, Yes. Seek out the brother of the devil's bride. They call him the lesser, but he has a powerful soul. The letter or the lesser? Lesser. The lesser. Is his first name Frank? Because he would be an amazing Broadway composer if it was Frank Lesser. He wrote How to Succeed in Business and Guys and Dolls, is my point. Which would make him very powerful and potent. You know, you're right, it is... Frank. Frank Lesser. (laughs) Wow! See, we bards know this. I am quite impressed. This I can see why the Baron has brought you to this place to <laughs> test your metal. And finally, the last card. Yes. The King of Spades. Yes. This tells you where you will be able to find Strad. Well, we should seems like we should have started with that one. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to build up to these. <laughs> Yes, he lurks in the depths of darkness, the one place to which he must return. The one place to which he... In the, he's in the depths of darkness, but, the, but that's the one place to which he must return. That's probably where I'm from. I'm a rock gnome, you know. Oh, well then you know where to go. Plus you probably roll more. Maybe. Well, I mean, rock gnomes, they live in the mountain homes and underground. The, the, the Strat has a big frigging castle. But we're saying he needs to go underground, right? Mm. Put him in the ground. That's what I'm interpreting. The depths of the place to which he must return. Probably. Yes. How much uh, do you know about vampires? Uh, they're um, symbols for forbidden sexuality. That's the biggest thing <laughs> I know. Wow, well, all right. Yeah, that's a good one. Again, it's kind of the wizard sage part of me. <laughs> okay, uh, so 
For this, we'll roll a, a knowing stuff check. So a what? A knowing stuff. So knowing stuff. To um, history insight. It would be history, but in this reduced version, I'm reducing all skill checks from the list of twenty that are available right. to doing stuff and knowing stuff. Awesome, okay. awesome. I was also going to change all of the stats from the six that you have: strength, dexterity, constitution. Uh, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma to uh-huh. two, which would have been um, a bit of daring do and the old razzle dazzle, with a side option on a little je ne sais quoi. I like those better. Okay, well then let's just go with those. So you, <laughs> okay. a bit of daring do, uh, the old razzle dazzle, and a little je ne sais quoi. All right, so should I roll? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Oh, 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 13, 13 again. again. Plus. Hey. Um, a 19 again. With the 16, you're like, okay, um, you know, basically, you know, Bram Stoker's canon about vampires. And Buffy. And Buffy. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she says, all right, I have given you what help I can. The rest is up to you. Go. Save your friend. Confront the Baron. Perhaps you can save us from this evil. And Igor is patiently waiting outside the cart. For us to tell him what, where we're going next? Yes. Okay. Um, we've got the sun sword. We already did that in the last roll. So we should go well, to... You, don't, you know where it is. You don't have Oh, we don't have not got... Okay. So we should go get... The sun sword. Uh, so you travel through the town. Um, it's slick, slimy cobblestone. All the buildings are ill-kept and quite weathered. And would you say in this town, are there any taverns where we can do a little, you know... Absolutely. You know, there, before we start the mission, you know, just to, to you know... Yes. A liquid, liquid encouragement. If you require liquid encouragement, mm. may I suggest you stop by the blood of the vine tavern. The blood of the who? The blood of the vine. Oh, the blood of the vine. It's a wine bar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, let's stop there. And should I roll to see what we can order? Yeah, absolutely. All right. 19. Oh. Um, um, uh, 19 plus um, constitution of zero, so 19. <laughs> so you walk in. Um, there are a few people kind of huddled. Like Their clothing is pretty drab, and they're like sitting you know, two or three to a table when you guys walk in. If there were a record player, you would hear it scratch. Right, and as everybody turns and it suddenly goes quiet, yeah. Uh, but there is uh, one young man sitting at a table. He says, ah, you must be, you must be the traveler entertainers. It's true, it's us. Interesting. Is it? Have you, have you seen any of the other, enter- our other entertainer no, colleagues? No, I have, I have heard that uh, the... Baron had kidnapped one to lure the others here to, I don't know what. God, it's not that secret of a plan, is it? Like, yeah, we're the guys that they lured. Well, not to make you feel any less about yourself, but um, he does this all the time. What? Yeah, he's, he's constantly luring people here to see if they you know, are worthy of anything, and then he either kills them or turns them into his uh, vampire spawn. Well, good luck to you guys. Oh. This Baron sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's 
Also, we can't leave this place. You're stuck here. You're his slaves and his minions to just live here in his world. Yeah, we cannot leave. Oh. Sucks to be you. And also, he's trying to blank my sister. <laughs> but, if we, but if we rescue Chad, do, will we have rescued all of you? Well, if you can defeat the Baron... Yes. Go on. Then, I think it will lift the curse, yes. Yeah. Well, we, we should probably drink up quickly and get on the road then. Mm. Your standard fantasy bartender, heavy set, bald, big stupid mustache comes over with a couple of wooden tankards. Which he slams on the table. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this guy. Pardon, uh, my name is Frank. Oh, I love your work. Oh, you've heard of me. Of course. Who hasn't heard of Frank Lesser? I, you know, you'd be surprised. What? That's un- you, are the- you are a genius and a god, sir. Is well, there a Frank the better? We don't like to they, talk about they, it. It's, they call me the lesser because of my father. but um, it's, Fra- really Frank Lesser Sr., the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any weak points about the count? Well, mm, that's a really good question. And so you would know from your vampire lore... Yeah, uh, from Buffy and uh, Bram Stoker and <clears throat> what are some other uh, Lost Boys? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stay through the heart. Yeah. Um, uh, crucifix, garlic. Actually, I'm glad I didn't put a lot of garlic on my pizza. So crucifixes don't exist in this world because oh. they don't have Christianity. Oh, even better! I like this world a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they do have quite a pantheon of gods, but holy symbols, unless they're magically imbued somehow, don't just automatically. <clears throat> so we can't see them in mirrors, uh, uh, but garlic keeps them away. Um, but they can um, uh, transform into animals. They can control sort of creatures of the night, mm-hmm, wolves, mm-hmm. bats, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they can also transform into a bat. Bats, cats, dogs, right, okay. uh, a mist. A mist, yeah. Right, classic. Um, sunlight, uh, they have to be invited in. Yeah, right. So okay. that, that basic kind of Do stuff. Do I see any garlic just sitting on the tables anywhere? No. And uh, Frank says, the um, growing of garlic has been banned and outlawed. Damn it. Is there any just like Sitting in the fridge somewhere. <clears throat> no, he, he very thoroughly had his guards come in and clear out the place for um, obvious threats to his reign. Damn it! So I've got a crossbow in my amongst uh, amongst my weaponry mm-hmm. is a crossbow, a hand, hand crossbow, a, a crossbow hand, right? As yeah, opposed yeah. to crossbow foot, uh, a long sword, rapier, short sword. And simple weapons. I, none of that is garlic, unfortunately. Wouldn't it be great if we had garlic as a weapon? Mm-hmm. I do have... I can make fire with my hand, apparently. Oh. Uh, Could be useful. Fire is uh, something vampires don't like, right? Are, uh, are vampires susceptible to music? Mm, perhaps. I mean, he did bring you here to entertain. Entertain, you. yes, that's right. Uh-huh. But they are usually very powerful willed creatures and not usually susceptible to mind altering effects. 
Right. So, but making a making a vampire laugh, for instance, could render him incapacitated, maybe, or they're not susceptible to. Not, not, really. not so much with the levity. The no. I mean, they do enjoy a good joke. Yes. Yes, they do. I don't drink wine. Ha! That kills in Middle Europe. So, what is your plan? Yeah, it seems like we need the magical sword at the at the stone right. dragon. Yeah. So, not long after you finally make it to. Um, you have to travel up a bit of a hill, a little bit of a switchback trail up to this bluff upon which this uh, looks almost like an old temple was built. And there's a large stone dragon sitting on top of it. But the place has obviously fallen into disrepair. Um, there's, like, the, there's no door in the doorway, just rusty hinges, and you can see just like scattered debris everywhere. Um, <clears throat> And you walk inside, and sort of in the middle of the room, there's a, a, a table, <clears throat> excuse me, a table with what appear to be five corpses sitting at it. Oh, God. They're the previous entertainers that came here to rescue Chad, is my they, guess. Uh, they died. They didn't kill it. No, they, yeah. They went on stage, and they died. Um, <clears throat> do they smell bad? Yeah, it doesn't smell very good in here. So they're um, fresh. My gorge fairly rises at it. <laughs> they're, well, they're, you know, you can see bone and mm. it's, they're kind of leathery. Got it. Um, through the dust and cobwebs, you see a faded war banners adorning the walls of a spacious chamber, in the center of which stands a heavy wooden table. An iron chandelier hangs above the table, which is surrounded by six high-backed chairs with wood-carved dragons perched atop them. Slumped in five of the chairs are skeletal humans in tattered chainmail. Mm. And as you draw closer, one of the heads tilts in your direction oh, and says, Why do the living disturb the dead? And that's when Cosmo and Augustine run out screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chad. <laughs> I'd like to help. <laughs> Sir Knight, we seek the sun sword. For what purpose? It's a very long story, but we seek our friend Chad, who's been kidnapped. Rule me. Razzle-dazzle him. <laughs> not with a seven. I'm not going to razzle-dazzle razzle anybody. Uh, what if I try a little razzle-dazzle? Go ahead. Eight. And they say, mm. Not that dazzling. <laughs> Not that dazzling. I've seen better. Oh, dear. Oh, sorry, Chad. Tell you what. We'll fight for it. <laughs> oh, great. And, uh... Let me look through my weapons here. I've got a longhorn, loot, and a lyre. Oh, those are my tools. Um, <laughs> those are instruments, yeah. Those are my instruments. <laughs> <laughs> I got a French horn back yeah. here. <laughs> if, I, if I get to choose... <laughs> if I get to choose the weapons, I'm choosing the loot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, there is... Probably get killed, though. <laughs> so, there are spells that you can cast, and we didn't go over that, but it gets kind of complicated. So, uh, in, in the conceit of moving things along as quickly as possible, if you have... An idea of a spell that you want to cast, Ooh. we'll just improv that. 
and that will be the old razzle dazzle. Oh. Uh, but things uh, that bards can do are like vicious mockery, where you deal mm. psychic damage by insulting people, or um, bane, like you can play your instrument to give everybody around you bonuses mm-hmm. to doing stuff, um, charming people, things like that. Yeah, I'd love it if we could just tell them enough jokes that they laugh, literally laugh their skeleton heads off. All right, so, jaw falls. Yeah. Oh, 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 clatter, 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 clatter. All right, so the guy pulls his sword. Yes. He's like, we will fight you for it. Oh. And so this is now where we go into initiative. So the way initiative works is uh, you have uh, an initiative modifier up here at the top. Of th- three, yes. So once again, we're going to roll our 20-sided dice. 17 plus 3 is 20. That's pretty fast. 13 for me. Um, 13 for old Cosmo. And, uh... So this is the guy you're looking at right now. Ooh! Ooh, so Godfrey Gwillem. Yep. You've looked better, Godfrey. You're right. You're not wrong. But I am the guardian of the Sun Sword, and I must... Be sure that you are worthy to take it from this place. So, um, you have 20. Doug, what did you have? Uh, 13. 20, 13, and this guy has 8. So you get to start us off with whatever it is you want to do. You want to tell a joke? You want to try and cut him down with your sword? Uh... Uh, no matter what I do, no matter what I pick, I've then got to do it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I I got I want to tell a joke. Or do you want to play the brown noise? Like the what? The brown noise. What's the brown noise? Oh, you haven't seen that South Park episode where they discover the brown noise that once you hear it, it just makes you shit yourself. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play the brown noise. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to do this as a contested role. So you bring out your loot, and you just, you know the fingering for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to practice it very quietly because it makes you get the bubble guts. But <laughs> um, you have a spell save DC that is 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your charisma bonus. So it's currently 13. This guy has to make a save against, um, and I'm going to say he needs to make a constitution saving throw against your spell difficulty, which is currently 15. He got an 8. So my spell should really work. Yeah, you. he immediately evacuates... Well, he doesn't just evacuate. Like, everything goes out. Yeah, like, like every just, single bone falls out through where his anus the, used to the be. The bones are still there, but, like, any remaining guts and anything just... <laughs> right onto the floor. Oh, He's right. like... I'll be right back with this one. Thank you, Sir Godfrey. That is, please don't ever do that again. And he's like, <laughs> like trying to scoop bits off <laughs> as he's walking on. Oh. <laughs> oh. That, I have to say that, Cosmo, that went better than I expected. <laughs> That's your definition of better. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed, they cried, and they shit themselves. <laughs> which is an actual quote we got in Edinburgh that time. <laughs> Sir Godfrey goes off. So actually he comes out and he's just bearing this ornately carved hilt. Oh, oh, weapon. Okay. So we have to find the activation word? Uh, I mean, maybe? 
We just need to start trying. Shazam! Mm. Oh, my oh. it worked! Oh. Wow, that oh. Nobody leaves this place alive, or at all. All right. Why do you think we're still here and these dead people? Because we, our spirits are trapped. We, we had a mission to kill Strahd, but when he became the vampire, he technically died. So, but he lives, he is, he's, he is undead, he lives. And we are stuck here for all time. So, boy, boy. so some sword is maybe not as, would not be as helpful. Ah, what is the um, hilt of the sword made of? Uh, it's um, made of steel. Damn it. I'm hoping it'd be wood. Garlic. Garlic or wood. Yeah. Like we could fashion it into a stake. Mm-hmm. If it were silver, do silver swords work the same way as silver bullets? That's a You're werewolf. thinking werewolves. I'm thinking werewolves. Never mind. Though those can be around. Be careful. So it might be helpful, but not ultimately. But I mean, it's work. a bleak flaming blade that's probably going to be just fine against anything. Well, and vampires are afraid of the sun. Yeah, so it's got the power of the sun. I see. It. I see. It has excellent power. The light is sunlight. Well, we were straight up sunlight. Straight up sunlight. Yeah. We were right about that. And it also uh, it casts a bright light, fifteen feet, and then beyond that, it's dim light for another fifteen feet. Right. And mm-hmm. is it still foggy everywhere we are in this? Mm-hmm. And one action can reduce or expand the radius by five feet max, uh, five feet by five feet with it to a maximum of thirty feet or a minimum of ten feet. Yep. Okay. But if we take the action, we don't know whether it will reduce or expand. No, you can choose it. Oh, you can choose. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. Cool. Well, this seems good. Uh, yeah. This seems good now. The power of the here. sun going up a vampire. I like our chances. All right. Well, good. Now what? We've got the sword. Can I give you a, know, a knowing stuff roll to figure out if there's anything else we shouldn't have before we head to the Yeah, go ahead. House? <clears throat> so, you know, uh, Madame Zara told you about the sun sword, the holy symbol that did have magical power. Right. And the tome. The holy symbol is in the cemetery. Right. And the tome is actually in the castle. Interesting. A holy symbol would seem to have a power against a vampire, wouldn't it? Well, this is a very special one because it's been imbued with magical power. Yeah, well, let's go to the cemetery. Take us to the cemetery, Igor. Right you off, uh, this way. An old wooden gallows creaks in a chill wind that blows down from the high ground to the west. A frayed length of rope dances on its beam. A well-worn road splits here, and a signpost opposite the gallows points off in three directions. Barovia Village to the east... Sarah Poole to the northwest, and Ravenloft Valiki to the southwest. The northwest, north, northwest, northwest fork slants down and disappears into the trees, while the southwest fork clings to an upward slope. Across from the gallows, a low wall, crumbling in places, partially encloses a small plot of graves shrouded in fog. That looks like where we're going. This is creepy. It does look good. I'd be disappointed, honestly, if it weren't creepy. <laughs> As you're standing there, discussing this, you hear a creaking from the gallows. And coming uh, where there was nothing before, now hangs a lifeless gray body. The breeze turns the hanged figure slightly. Its eyes rest upon you. Oh, fuck, it happened again! All these dead people keep looking at us. <laughs> uh, welcome to Barovia, where the dead look back. Uh, 
Hello. What's your name, friend? Calloway. Calloway. Um, this is uh, Sir Austin. Augustine. Uh, Augustine of uh, Amway uh, Products. Um, something like that. Close. Amnesty um, International. Very close. <laughs> yeah. Very close. It's not important who I am. And... Uh, more, more importantly is that this Cosmo is a rock gnome who's much better than he looks. <laughs> my, uh, my friend and I were looking for another friend. I was uh, trapped up in the castle with uh, the old countenance nobody seems to like. Mm. Uh, we got the sun sword from some of the old uh, creaky uh, bastards over at the uh, Dragon Head. Mm. Uh, we're wondering if um, uh, you might help us out. There's um, something we're looking for in the... Uh... It's a religious symbol in the cemetery. Do you know of what we seek? Yes. Rigor Mortis is kind of pointing towards the graveyard. Can, can you help us, oh, your putrescence? <laughs> I, uh, not really. Right. So you go over, it's not a very big graveyard. Right. Um, there are, I'd say it's maybe uh, 50 feet square. Um, there are old graves, there are some newer. Um, but they mostly seem to be pretty moss-covered and unkempt. Roll me a knowing something. Knowing something. That's a 20. A nat 20. 20. All right. Um, His 20. Yeah, but still, 18 is pretty good. But first, first nat 20 of the game. There oh. goes Doug. Right. Way to go, Cosmo. Thank you. I, I, I don't, what do I win? Um, so you're walking. What have around. we got for the natural twenty, Chad? <laughs> well, Austin, come on down. You're the next contestant on What's in the Grave. Um, so you're you're walking around and you find this one gravestone um, where it appears to be uh, a cleric, a clergyman. Um, mm. Well, he rests Lester Moore. <laughs> Less is more. No less, no more. <laughs> and suddenly we're at Disneyland. <laughs> Haunted Mansion. Um, and you can feel kind of a boom. Boom. In the ground? Well, a clergyman would have a religious symbol, obviously. So that could be well, that could be where the location of what we're looking for. Uh, do I spy a shovel anywhere? Uh, yeah, there's an old shovel uh, leaning up against the sort of dead oak tree that's overhanging part of the cemetery. I mean, you're a rock gnome. Um, I could just dig. No, I mean, I think you probably have a shovel in your inventory just anyway. Well, um, I'm, in I'll, fact, I'll, you I'll, do. You're like, do I have a shovel? Oh, yeah, here's my shovel. Well, I'll give you a roll for the dig, see how fast it happens. Sure. Well, that's not good. <laughs> that one! Yeah. So, um, the, your shovel is pretty rotten and not doing a lot of work, and you're two feet tall. So, it takes you a while to dig down, but finally you get down to this old rotten coffin, and, like, the wood is just so soft, you can pretty much just pry it apart. And we hear music. Rotten coffin. <laughs> rotten coffin. Yes. And you're like, who put a... Stereo in this guy's coffin, and like, how long has he been here? Because this is a really uh, anachronistic technology for this time and place. But yeah, uh, next to the stereo, you find this pulsing. Basically, it looks like a uh, an amulet, a sort of like a star-shaped amulet. Oh yes, oh that's got to do something for a vampire. It's even it's even sun-shaped. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's perfect. I think we're good with the sun sword and the sun shaped religious symbol. I'm, I think we got I'm this not, guy. You know, the it, holy. We happen to stumble upon the tome while while we're in the palace. Yeah, we got to go up there anyway. Yeah. Right. The holy symbol of Ravenkind has many um, uh, uh, attributes. Good. This was a good thing to have. Yeah, I'm glad we I'm glad we stopped for this. Do you think, uh, Igor? Yes. Do you, do you, do you think? Um, I mean, this seems pretty definitive. Like, if we've got the sun sword and the holy symbol of Ravenkind, do we need the tome, or can we just go straight to? Uh, I think you probably have enough to even the score, Fa. Let's do it. Take us there. Excellent, Fa. And um, he whistles in a high-pitched sort of way, and all of a sudden, out of the mist, this very fine carriage drawn by four huge black horses, all in black leather livery, in a black carriage with... A black symbol painted on the side of black it's letter. It's an Uber XL. <laughs> <laughs> an ebony Uber XL. It's exactly what we ordered. It says Escalade on the side of it. Um, and you get into the cart. It's uh, driven by um, horsemen that, like, they're wearing masks and you can't see their face. It's very creepy. <clears throat> and there are torches burning along the sides. Uh, so you get in and you are driven up to the castle. It seems to take no time at all. Ah, fabulous. And as soon as you get out, the, the cart takes off, and you realize that you don't hear horse hooves or sounds of wheels on gravel. Mm. Just mist covers yeah, yeah. everything. I'm a little nervous about this mist, because vampires can turn into mist. How, how do we know that we're not just surrounded right. by vampires in mist form? And Odds as you say not. that, you hear... <laughs> Stop it, Igor. Sorry, fell. That's just my little joke, you see. Uh, this Ooh, is my I, first... I like to roll as a, as a uh, rock gnome who's really good at hiding in castles and rocky places and just burrowing myself into shit like that and finding shit underground. So I'd like to do that quickly. It was a knowing right. things kind of role. Right, a knowing kind of yeah. things. So, Igor is leading you up the stairs to the main doorway, and you just, like, jump in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> is he literally just in the bush, or did he find a hole under the bush that is a way down to the place? Uh, he has not found... <laughs> right. Uh, I see you're I'm not see. being helpful, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just in the bush. He's hiding, he's gone for the night, he's... We are, uh, as long as he wants to be. All right. Uh, I think can, I'll be joining. Can I now. can I roll to get him out of the prickly bush, or, or should I just press on? I think just press on. Right. He, he can extract on. himself from the bush. No All right. Way. All right. Catch up with me, Cosmo. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and so you get up to the doors, um, and <laughs> as the, as you approach, they just open mm. with your stereotypical. <laughs> I like a motion-sensitive castle door. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have all the latest um, hexology. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Okay, I'm going in. We're going in. We're going in. Um, so you're on, um, you're in this big sort of foyer. And there's a concierge desk on the right. You're walking through, he's kind of pointing things out. Like, you see uh, down this hallway, there are, um, like, 
suits of armor mm. upon display mm-hmm. uh, down at the end here. There seems to be something of Lincoln logs. Yes, giant Lincoln logs um, and a chapel sort of thing, but it's been completely desecrated. Like right. all of the Lincoln logs have carvings, evil-looking runes, and there's right. blood everywhere. It's yeah. Is like there a, a bar, hotel bar, where the Jack Torrance has always been the caretaker? That would be uh, K10. Got it. Okay. Your mind is no good here, Mister Torrance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Um, so you're moving through, and as you're moving through, I get to roll. Here's another classic trope of Dungeons and Dragons: the random adventure. Oh, the random adventure! It's like uh, um, it's like uh, Project Runway. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Oh, it's the found object challenge. So you've done this before, Douglas. Right, and one one major can. And it went on for how long? Two and a half years. Wow, yeah. two and a half years. Yeah, yeah that was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was uh, at a time when I could do that. In my yeah. Life. Okay. As you're looking down that one hallway with all the suits of armor, yeah, um, you can see the swords that are sheathed on those suits draw themselves oh. and start flying around in the hallway. Uh-oh. And we've <laughs> got to get through them to get to the stairway. No, oh. the stairway is like right over here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no. Oh, good. Let's so that's just not go that way. Right. <laughs> They're doing a floor show or something at the end of the hall. They get very bored in this cabin for every once in a while. When new guests arrive, they want to show off. Fair. I completely. And it's impressive. I, what, my kudos to the chef. The throne room is not far from here. If we right. wanted to see that. Um, but if we continue down, then we will go down into the, uh, what is the name of that place? The pit to which... The it... rooms of weeping. Um, I don't want to go to the rooms of weeping. The larder of, of ill omen. Uh, I don't think I need to go to the larder of ill omen. Or perhaps... Do, do, you, do you not have a, a, a pantry of sexual delights? <laughs> Yes, that's actually up in the other direction, though. <laughs> right, okay. That's where the fires are. Oh, ooh. I believe that is where they're keeping your companion. Oh, lucky Chad. Oh. He might not want to be rescued. What if we go to, we've gone to all this trouble and Chad doesn't want to be rescued? God, this place is crawling with vampires in the mist and the cats and the vampires. And the well, cats. and so you have heard that he, uh, Strahd will make thralls or vampire spawn. That, so they're just people who... He right. turns, yeah. and then they're his servants. Oh. They live here. And you say, well, let's continue on downwards. And you're like, I'm going to go check out that throne room. So you come into, uh, once again, um, a large room. There's obviously this ornately carved throne um, with like demons and succubi and all kinds Ooh. of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's pointy bits coming off of it, rich, dark lacquer. Mm. Uh, There are huge red curtains that line the walls um, that can be drawn aside to reveal large windows. Uh, But you see the throne. Uh, There are benches that line the walls. Um, So you'd have to uh, make an investigation check to see if you can determine where 
something tome size could be hidden. Okay, uh, it's a 12 plus uh, investigation 3 is uh, 15. Okay. Where are you looking? Uh, like around, in, around the throne, underneath the seat. Okay. Um, uh, so you definitely find a secret compartment in the throne. <clears throat> um, but there is a lock on it. So now you'll have to roll... Uh, do I have um, thieves tools? I do have you thieves do. tools. I'm going to use my thieves tools. Okay, so go ahead and roll the old razzle-dazzle to try and pick that lock. All right. All right. Oh, yeah, okay. 15. Okay. 15 plus uh, something. A sleight of hand? What do you want? Yeah, sleight of hand. 20. Yeah, so that is enough to open the lock. Um, you find not only a large tome, uh, you find a chest with... About 500 gold pieces in it, and uh, some uh, Twinkies that look like they've seen better days. Hmm. Well, that that's that means they've been there for a very long time because Twinkies last for a very long time. But it also means that'll buy many rounds at the tavern when we get out of here. True. This five. That's on me. I mean, that might be better. I, I, I just use... rolled a hole in one. <laughs> There might be better uses for gold pieces, 500 gold pieces. But mm-hmm. up, in the, uh, up in the, what is it, the, cham- the chamber of pleasure. The, <laughs> the pantry <laughs> of pleasure. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, the well, scullery of sex. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it all, put it in the in my, my knapsack there. All right. Yeah. Igor leaves you down, 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 down. Um, gets darker, but you pull out, pulled out the sun sword. Sun sword, like... The mafter won't be very happy to see that, but he did invite you here, so that's kind of on him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and are you trying to, like, catch up? Yeah, yeah just n- now I'm just in the group. Per- yeah, perfect. Okay. So back in the game. Uh, so, eventually he leads you down, and uh, you come to this place. It's a huge, wide-open area. Um, the ceiling is probably about 30 feet tall and there are sarcophagi everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just like rows and rows and rows oh, of sarcophagi. Are they standing guard? Are they lying guard? Um, it's hard to say. They're all covered. They're all covered. They're closed. Uh, and they all have some have carvings on them some have uh, they look like the people, right, ostensibly of who is in there. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and Igor has just said, just don't touch anything and you'll be fine. Good, good, good. good. And um, at the far end? At the far end, up on a sort of raised dais with uh-huh. uh, surrounded by candles, um, there is the... The one of the sarcophagans, sarcophagans, sarcophagi, <clears throat> with its lid off, and uh, a man just sort of sitting on the edge, swirling a glass of some dark liquid, just very casually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's very cocky. The Baron, the Count. He says, "Thank you, Igor. You may go." Thanks, Igor. Does he go? Does he go? Yes, sir. Well, uh, Igor, thank Igor. you for getting us this far. Well, I mean, why don't you stay? It's, uh, we're all friends here, right? Oh, I have some other things I need to attend to. I have to go prepare the hot water to wash up all the blood. 
I'll see you shortly. He, he must be talking about us. Because I think if we die, there'll be blood. If he dies, it'll just be dust. And he'll, Igor will have to prepare the dust vac. <laughs> well, he's good at that too, I hope. But I'm glad you're here because we're going to need both the sunburst and the, 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 the sun sword and the uh, uh, holy symbol of raven kind. Sun shaped. And uh, this, which I hope you read. And the book. Yeah, yeah. Book. By the power of the book compels you. And you pull that out and the, the figure, he stands it. Where did you find that? In Give your, that to me now. No, in your throne room is where we found the book. These other places we had to go on many journeys, lengthy, time-consuming journeys, but we got them, <laughs> and we are here to get our friend back. You may have to uh, ask him whether he would prefer to stay or to leave. Oh, God, that would... I, I told you, I told you that this, we get here to rescue Chad. He doesn't want to be rescued. Is he in the pantry of pleasure? <laughs> Is Chad here? Can we talk to him? He's not down here. We would have to go up to the Pantry of Pleasure. <laughs> Is there a wonka vater we could take there? <laughs> I do have you slightly outnumbered. And he snaps, and you can hear the sliding of stone. Yeah, that was bound to happen. All the sarcophagi are opening. Not all. <laughs> a goodly number. Enough. All right, we're going to try to wow you with our razzle-dazzle, with our entertainer skills. Excellent. Uh, everyone gap around. And oh, good. Yeah, you can hear now benches scraping. Right. Like, like they're pushing other sarcophagi away and, you know, making a stage area for you and audience area for them. <laughs> it's all invisible. Cosmo, we have always wanted a captive audience, and here we are. Uh, and what are you going to perform? We are going to perform the ancient tale based on the old Norse myth of Hamlet's big adventure, a prequel. So, you guys are going to roll, and I'm going to roll an opposed check. And uh, whoever will, rolls higher succeeds. Um, okay. So, like, if I roll higher, they're not impressed. Okay. Um, but if you roll higher, they're like, oh, very good. And because rule of threes, oh. it's a best two out of three. Oh, right. All right. So, you start your show. You pull out your loot. Um <sighs> Frank Lesser is over on the keytar. Yes. He's helping out with musical accompaniment. <laughs> oh, my God. He could write such a better song than I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and so go ahead and roll your d20. Yeah, so this is actually going to total up to an 18. Oh, damn. So That's better than my 15. Yeah, so uh, you guys started off, and it's you're a little rocky. You haven't performed. You're missing one person, and you're trying to remember the third part. Yeah. And... Frank Lesser, like, he's good, but he's, like, this isn't quite his genre. Oh, no. There's a few light chuckles, but for the most part, uh, Straw's just sitting there in his smarm and, like... We're not killing, we're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen plus three, twenty-two. Fourteen and twenty-two uh, is... Thirty-six. Thirty-six divided is eighteen, which is higher than the sixteen. Oh. So you guys are you're getting the rhythm okay. and uh, okay. oh. Frank's finally getting on board. Yes, he is. Yes, he's figuring out the style of the show, which is uh, we'll do anything. Uh, and so you guys are coming into the home stretch like you're feeling good, you're feeling confident, things are going pretty well. Uh, oh. oh no, thirteen, sixteen, seventeen. 
Plus five is uh, 22. I've got 15 total. 13 plus three. Which, those together, is going to be better than the 17. And let's big adventure tonight! <laughs> and, like, I mean, you know, yeah, you're getting yeah. applause. He's like, very well. You have... Undead applause is better than no applause. <laughs> yeah, you know, your fingers are flying everywhere. <laughs> you may go speak with your associate. Oh, great. Chad, we're here. We're ready to, are you ready to come with us? We can take you home. So, Chad is... Is, uh, in the, is in the pantry of pleasure. In the pantry of pleasure. He's in the BDSM chamber. He's <laughs> <laughs> strapped to a bed. Uh-huh. Um, being attended to. Being attended to. Hey, guys! Wow. You guys have been missing out. Did, what, are you, what are you guys doing here? Dude, we came down to the underworld uh, to, and had to go through all these chores. And what was promised to be a, 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 an hour-long one-shot is now going into a, a, an hour and 58, coming up on two hours. Whatever magic that you guys underwent when you came here, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm immune. Sweet. Um, but yeah, no, uh, things are pretty cool. They're going to make me into a vampire later. Wait, is that something you want? Or do you want to come back with us? And do the show in Reston. And do the show in Reston. All right. Roll me a persuasion check. A persuasion uh, check. On it. On it. Um, uh, or I could, like, steal your wallet with my sleight of hand and be like... Ah. Uh, pretty good. Uh, 18. Oh, net 20. Yeah, it's yeah. Just... <laughs> and so Chad looks around. He's like, I do miss theater. <laughs> yes. All right, good. We can get Chad and get out of here. But what... About the count, the Baron. Well, we've left him downstairs. We're now in the pl- pantry of pleasure. Should we use the sun sword and the and the, and the amulet of Samarkand or whatever it is, and go <laughs> down and 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 kill the and free everybody down here? Uh, or is that for the next campaign? I think I think that would have to be next time for the sequel for the sequel to Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel. <laughs> you managed to uh, perform well enough that Strahd did not kill you. <sighs> And gave you the opportunity to persuade your friend to leave with you, which you successfully did. He does love theater, does our chat. And so, um, Strahd, that, he brought you here to perform, and you did that, and you've successfully completed the mission. He doesn't know, but he can assume that you've taken his Twinkies and 500 gold. Oh, right. But, well, remember that for next time. And as you guys are... Igor just appears again, this way, Malthus, and takes you back outside. Um, and as you're getting into the court, you say, wait a second! And then it just takes off. <laughs> <laughs> but still, we give Igor five stars on the Uber app, because he was terrific. And uh, once again, a mist envelops the coach, and you don't hear the sound of hooves or wheels on the ground. And all of a sudden, it stops. And the mist clears... And you're sitting outside the Spring Hill Hotel, resting. Ah, and we've made it back. But here's my question. If Chad gets pleasured in a pantry, it happens off stage. Does it even count? (laughs) These are the eternal questions. 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, except for one more thing I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. If this has whetted your whistle for more D&D adventures, Chad Yarish is part of a regular session every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash misfit underscore table. Let us know your skill set via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks as always to Stockboy for the larder of ill omens, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand, our random fan shout-out this week goes to Tara McClellan the McAndrew. <laughs> no reason, it's just random. And thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe, get your boosters, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 803 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Bravo, DM. Uh, yeah, the, it's, I mean, there's so much to do in here, trying to pare it down to two hours, only two hours. Only two hours. Uh, BD, the, you're the BDSM DM. <laughs> sure. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to reduce for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much and less. So much less. So much less. So much less. So much less.